0: Hi,
1: you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is connecting the dots. When my three girls were little, They were always busy playing with Barbies, My Little Ponies, Polly Pockets, and the never-get-tired-of-activity coloring. No matter how many times I'd buy new packs of crayons, my children would work their way down to the small nubs of the colors and I'd have to buy more packets. Colored pictures happily donned the refrigerator and coloring was a treasured pastime at my house. But the girls' favorite books were the dot-to-dot coloring books. When Janessa, my youngest, was too small to understand the numbering system, the older girls would help her. The page would start out as a big blank page with a few dots here and there that you would connect by numbers. As each dot was connected to another, a picture would become more and more obvious until the last dot was reached and the picture completed. There was always a feeling of satisfaction when the picture came to life after you connected the dots. The page was transformed from an unknown object to something clearer, something more attainable, something better. That's how it is with life. I look at it this way. I see life as a big blank canvas. People, places, and experiences make up the dots on the page. And as we live our moments, our days, our lives, we begin to make up the big picture of who we are. God is so gracious to allow us to connect the dots in our lives with people. I think back about a time in a neighboring city where I worked as a worship director. I did not want to leave my life in the Twin Cities. I did not want to leave my pastor, my church body, my worship team, or my friends. Actually, I didn't want to leave my little grandma house either. But God pulled out all the stops, and I wasn't supposed to stay there a moment longer than I did. I married Farmer Dean, moved out here to my wonderful life in the middle of nowhere, and started coloring on a big blank canvas of my life. I remember some of the first days on the job. If truth be told, I remember one day specifically where I imagined myself hiding underneath my desk and wishing I could magically disappear back into my old life. And then it happened, a knock at my office door and my world opened wide to welcome a sweet 72-year-old woman named Mary. Mary walked into my life that day, and into my mind, God handed me a new pack of Crayola crayons. As I began to find my way through the blank canvas and connect the numbers each one making up a new angle to a wonderful part of my life. Mary was a 50-year-old living in a 72-year-old body. I am not kidding you. You know the type I mean, young, happening, and with it? Only you wouldn't know that from looking at her since she truly was 72. She brought with her introduction my favorite breakfast food ever, homemade caramel rolls. Each week, Mary emailed me to tell me that I was doing great, she called me and took me out for lunch. She dropped by my office to pray. She would drop off iced tea for McDonald's, which was right down the road, and boy, did that ever make me happy. She became my friend. She became my cheerleader. She was a connected dot from God. The line was drawn from a city church to a lonely country farm. The next line was drawn from a farm to a local church, and the next line from that local church to Mary and from Mary to me. Mary was a quintessential piece to creating my ministry. One day she came into my office bearing a gift of a fudge cake with icing and said, Happy birthday! Someday you will not sit in this office, Kathy. Someday you will be the director of your own ministry. You're not going to lead worship. I argued with her. I said, No, Mary, just don't even talk like that. I cried and said, Never. But Mary was right, and the line was drawn from the dot of Mary to the dot of a ministry. God cast a vision to me, I cast a vision to her, she cast a vision to friends, and the lines were drawn, the dots connected, the picture created. Mary was a crucial dot on the page of my life. So were my parents, Pastor Frank Riley, Jim and Lynn Zook, Carolyn Slizewski, my children, Joel Smith, Keith Talley, and Farmer Dean. Every time I turned around, God had connected the dots in my life to lead me to another place, another opportunity, another person who would help me to become better, my best. One of those dots that was connected from a big black Sharpie that God held in His hand was with my friend Kathleen Soggy. I'm not sure where I would be these past few years if God hadn't connected the dots from a women's conference directly to me. I'd like to welcome her to my show today. Welcome, Kathleen. Kathleen.
0: Oh well, hi, Kathy. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show.
1: Kathleen is Director of Prayer Support and a motivational speaker for our Ministry Best Life and also my sweet friend that I talk to pretty much every day, sometimes a couple times a day. So, Kathleen, let's talk about how you and I met, because today's topic is Connecting the Dots, and God was so gracious and definitely involved in the way that you and I met. So start us out on the fact that you were at one of my conferences, and you were there with some ladies. Tell us what happened.
0: Oh, boy. That was really a a crazy fun time. Well, you and I met when I invited a few of my girlfriends to come with me to one of your conferences. It, It was at Litchfield at the Cornerstone Church, and we were just in the mood for some girl time, wanted some encouragement. So we decided to go and didn't know what to expect, but we were so blessed by your speaking and every part of the conference that during our lunch break, I went up to you in the hallway and just said, Hi, I just want to say thank you. This is awesome, and I just want you to know how much we appreciate this. And I introduced myself. You and
1: and that's how we met. And I remember shaking your hand, and the way that God works with me very often is He will place a thought in my head. I will just think of something and, and it will be interesting. And I remember shaking your hand and not hearing a word you were saying because I felt like God was saying to me, This is somebody who is a leader. This is a woman in leadership. And Kathy, you need to take this woman out for lunch and she needs to be a part of your ministry. And I thought, Oh, that's such a weird thought. What is that about? And then I just called, and I got your number from a woman at our church, and I said, Hey, um, this lady is part of a fabulous women's ministry. She knows things that I need to know. I was just starting out at that time. And I called and said, Would you meet me at Applebee's? Do you remember, Kathleen? We talked. I cast a vision for what our ministry was doing, and I said, I want you to be one of my speakers. I heard your story. I felt like it was a moving, motivational one. And what happened after you left that day? You left the restaurant.
0: Boy, Kathy, I I was actually speechless, if you can imagine that. I know that's hard to believe, but (laughs) it was like God just wrapped me up in a great big blanket and just overwhelmed me with his amazing sense of his presence. And I remember driving home just feeling so um, awestruck because you and I shared so much of the same vision to bring the gospel to women all over the place, and I remember coming home, and my husband said, well, how did your meeting go with that lady? And I said, much to his surprise, "Uh, I can't talk right now. I'll have to tell you tomorrow, because I just knew that God was really connecting the dots, and I was just overwhelmed, and it wasn't until the next day that I I had a chance to share with him all the wonderful things we talked about. So that was a, a precious day to me, Kathy
1: i 'm so glad, Kathleen. It was a wonderful experience for me as well to be able to meet you and talk with you and see value and incredible potential inside of who you were and what I think that you could bring to our ministry and you certainly you did fine. well, you brought more than, more than that, Kathleen. I mean, as years have gone by you 've been such an incredible encourager to all of us, and I love who you are at women 's conferences Now you were talking about going home and speaking with Jim, your husband. And that just reminds me of the fabulous dot connecting that God did for you and Jim because you moved in next door to a sweet little grandma named Doris, a a neighbor lady, and God brought her into your lives and he connected dots between you guys moving into the neighborhood and the needs that you had as a young mom and young married as well as hers. Tell us quickly just a little bit about that.
0: Well, Jim and I were very, very broken and hurting people who were desperately struggling with depression and alcoholism and marriage problems. And we were constantly looking for something that would fill this huge, empty void that was in our lives, and nothing was filling it. And then we moved into this rental house next to Doris and her husband, John, and they were battling a ton of their own problems. Uh, Doris had medical problems that just didn't quit. She had a serious heart condition, high blood pressure, detached retinas, surgeries, ambulance trips. It was just crazy. But in the middle of all of that, she was a woman that hung on to God and really cared about other people, and even in the midst of her own battles. And God put all of these dots together in our lives, and made a way of escape, you might call it, by helping us realize we couldn't face our problems without God's help. And then he used each other to just be a support system, and we were able to encourage each other in spite of all of our problems. But Doris especially prayed us through night and day in the middle of the night. When she wasn't feeling good, God would give her a burden for us to pray for us, and uh, that's really what was the key to all of this so I love I'm that, never Kathleen. I'm so grateful
1: to her. It's, it's a wonderful thing because if you really think about it, you and Jim could have moved anywhere. You could have moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have moved into any neighborhood, any any apartment, but God had you move there. Yep. And she needed you because you were an encouragement, you know, being a shut-in. You went over and spent time with her because she was an inspiration and a life-changer to Jim personally. And we we know spiritually and physically because he was really struggling with some, some deep depression. Um, yes. And you were a young mom. Um, struggling with those cute three little kids, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how was it that you feel that she impacted you, you know, as you think about those dots connecting?
0: Well, I came to realize now looking back especially, but at the time, you know, you think every day doesn't matter or this little thing doesn't matter. But I realized through Doris's mentoring that each minute, each day, each encounter, each relationship, even each trial in our lives is important to God, and it's what God does in the big picture. It's like connecting dots, and God wants to accomplish things in our lives for good, and sometimes he has to take us through the valleys to get us to even look to him, and that's kind of where Jim and I were. And Doris was incredible at, at teaching us that it wasn't going to get better without God's help, and I think that was the enlightenment that we had, that even the small, unimportant things to us were important to God, and that he was willing and ready to take every little bit of that, of all of our lives, and and form it into something good, but down the road. But we had to ask him, and we had to let him, and, and that's what Doris taught us to do.
1: I know that so frequently in my own life, Kathleen, and you know this from being friends with me, we seem to learn the most when life is the toughest. You know, we go through really... We do. We go through really um, difficult things, and the next thing you know, God, who is you know this almighty god who's made us and you know is, is lord over everything will send someone into your life that you could have never imagined somehow you meet them you meet them at the dentist office you meet them i had one girlfriend who met a really fabulous help to her in a car accident they crashed into the back end of these people and wow. they became good friends you just never know how God is going to bring people together and connect the dots. And one of my favorite recent stories that you and I went through is two separate people who are now really good friends to us. So Kathleen, tell us about our friend Deb, because she showed up at a conference that we delivered in St. Joe, Missouri. She was in your workshop. And tell us what happened.
0: Well, it was really um, kind of wonderful. And at the time, I could tell when I was doing this workshop on defeating the giants of insecurity, that she was really, you know, getting something out of what I was sharing as she sat back there in the corner and really seemed to be touched. And at the end, she came up to me, and we talked, and she shared some concerns that she was having, and I said, well, why don't we pray about it? So we just took a little time, and we prayed together, and then we ended up connecting on the phone and decided that, we could have a long-distance relationship just by praying over the phone together for for all of our needs and, and each other. And then as time went on, she ended up becoming a part of our prayer team and has been connecting dots to the prayer teams of all the churches that we go to. She helps do the emails. And best of all, she prays for us and helps us with the events in that aspect, because we've really learned that without prayer we can't do anything.
1: That's right. And you know, and we God, love so. we love Deb because she is an encourager and an incredible prayer warrior and we would have never known had God not connected the dots had she not showed up that day, had she not yeah. had the courage to say I need somebody to pray with me. And I feel that same way about our friend Julie because we went to Faribault, and we are going to be in Faribault on September 26th um at Peace Lutheran and you know, we were able to start a relationship of of just chatting with this wonderful woman named Julie. The way that God connected those dots was that somebody had attended one of our conferences in Eden Prairie and told her about us, and so she called, and we became really good friends. And we began to talk, and I thought this this woman is fabulous. And secretly, Kathleen, you knew this. I would just say to our team all the time, "Oh, I wish she would be a part of our team," but she lived so far away. And so this last year, God has really blessed us because she has been so gifted in helping other churches where we have conferences learn how to do the advertising. And she is connecting the dots between what she knows and where we're going. And so she has been on our team as well. And I love how God connects dots when we're not looking for them, when we're not thinking about it. Well, if you're just tuning in tonight, we're talking with Best Life staffer Kathleen Soggy. God is a dot connector. He puts the right people in the right places at the right time for your life. Kathleen and I are talking about connecting the dots and how they impact the picture of who God is creating us to be, how he's drawing a line from one point to you and one place to you, one person to you. Kathleen, what's one final word of encouragement you can tell our listeners about having our eyes wide open to see how God is working in our lives and the lives of those around us through connecting dots?
0: Well, first of all, I'd like to just say, don't give up on God, or yourself, or other people. Because when you're going through difficult times, I know we found that it's easy to say, God's not there, God's left us. Why is God doing this? And I think it's so important to just keep believing, keep looking, keep asking God to to connect the dots for you, because you can't do it in your own strength. And I found out that He will. And I know that he loves each and every one of us because that became real to Jim and I in a way that we never, ever expected. And now I just am so excited to share what God has done in our lives and in the lives of other women, just like we've been sharing today. We all need each other. And I just believe that it's through prayer. And um, one of my favorite things, lately has been the movie The War Room, and it's about prayer, and it's about a couple who were having some marriage struggles, and I I just really highly recommend it because it it reminds me so much of our own story, but it really takes time, and you can't give up. You got to keep going because God's going to meet you there even though it's hard
1: sometimes and I love well, that that's, he he does that's con- what I would say yeah he does connect the dots Kathleen and I, I think that it's so wonderful because you know just you and I would have never met had you not been at a conference um, you know you've become such a close friend to me such mm. a great leader in our ministry such a wonderful help and so I'm so grateful and thankful but really appreciative to God for connecting the dots and I think that you know women and men alike need to be looking for help How is God sending you help? How is he connecting the dots? I just told my um, producer here, John, about how God had connected the dots for us to meet so that I could do this radio show. And I'm Mm -hmm. grateful every time I turn around and see that God has brought people together Um, that we would have never known. But He connects the dots. That was Kathleen Soggy, and you can hear her speak at our next Best Life event, which is on Saturday, September 26th in Faribault, Minnesota at Peace Lutheran Church, or on Saturday, October 3rd in Nebraska City at Calvary Community Church. Check our website for locations and more information at bestlifeministries.com. Thanks so much, Kathleen, for being on the show today.
0: Kathy, thanks so much for having me today, and we really appreciate you. And if you weren't doing what you're doing, a lot of people would be void of some encouragement. So keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. Love your writing. Love your passion for God and people. Thanks, Kathy.
1: Friends, when God connects the dots and introduces us to people, I think about it as a bus ride. Our lives are on a journey. We are the bus drivers on our own buses. And sometimes God has a stop at the bus stop and and picks somebody up. Someone enters into our lives. They ride along with us on the journey for a while. There's always a place where people get on the bus and always a place where people get off the bus. But they are connected to us. Sometimes we meet like Grandma Mary or Doris or Kathleen. Sometimes we work with people or we live next door to them or we date them or marry them or have them as friends or we're related to them. Then they move away or they pass away or they walk away. They're off the bus. But while they are with us, while God has connected us and the pencil has drawn a line from them to us, we learn, we love, We live, we embrace. Let's listen to this next song by Brooks and Dunn called Believe, as it tells a story of a young man who experiences an influence in his life, someone who was there with him on the bus for a while and had a momentous influence on his life.
2: Old man Wrigley lived in that white house. Down the street where I grew up, Mama used to send me over with things. Struck a friendship up Spent a few long summers Out on his old porch swing Said he was in the war, went in the Navy Lost his wife, lost his baby Broke down and asked him one time you keep from going crazy. He said, I'll see my wife and son in just a little while. I asked him what he meant. He looked at me and smiled, said I raised my hand. Tell me that there's more to life Than just what I can see Oh, I believe A few years later I was off at college Talking to mom on the phone one night Getting all caught up on the gossip the and outs of the small town life She said, oh by the way son Old man Wrigley's died Later on that night I laid there thinking back Thought about a couple long lost summers i didn't know whether to cry there was ever anybody deserved a ticket to the other side it'd be that sweet old man who looked me in the eye said i raised my hand More to life Than just what I can see I can't quote the book The chapter or the verse You can't tell me It all ends In a slow ride in a hearse You know I'm more and more convinced The longer that I live Yeah, this can't be. No, this can't be. No, this can't be. All there is, Lord, I raise my hands.
1: What an amazing song. I love it when songs tell a story, don't you? If you liked the song, check out the video because that was just as great. Have you ever had someone in your life who you met and the connection was a great one and a God one? Recently, I met a wonderful leader of a large business in the Twin Cities, and my oldest daughter, Alexis, introduced me to him, Jeremiah Palmer. Jeremiah was not only a wonderful leader, but was also a leadership coach. He traveled with me for five months on the journey of my life and expanded and improved my leadership skills. A few months ago, he and his family moved away, and I'm forever grateful for that connection, for the advice, and for his wisdom. Although he got off the bus that travels the everyday highways, he pops back in now and then to ride with the rest of my family and coworkers and friends and people around me on this journey called life. Here's Jeremiah Palmer with Lessons in Leadership.
3: Moving from the cup to court. There is an instructive metaphor of a cup and a quart. The cup represents all that we hold presently. In turn, it is the amount that we can also give. The quart represents what we may become in the future, a greater potential. We cannot hold both the cup and the quart simultaneously. The cup is familiar and comfortable. It is not bad in any way, but it is limiting. The quart is our aspiration. We know that holding it dramatically increases our capacity to give, and to receive, but it is unknown. To let go of the cup can be scary. Not only do we have to put it down, but we have to deal with the space in between as we reach out for the court. For some, this strange feeling leads them to quickly reach once again for the cup. They want the court, but not so much that they are willing to deal with the discomfort of letting go completely of the cup and reaching for the court. Where do you find yourself? What does your container look like? Are you holding a cup but longing for more? Have you tried to let go of the cup before, but scurried back to its safety at the first feeling of discomfort? Take in the uneasiness and reach for the court again. There is more to give and more to love and more to receive. The court beckons, seize it.
1: Thanks, Jeremiah. Earlier, I spoke of my friend Mary Anderstrom. Grandma Mary, as my children so fondly named her, became a wonderful support system to me. She prayed for me and headed up our ministry's prayer team. When I spoke at churches, she rode along with me. When I cried, she cried with me. When I was happy, she celebrated with me. When I was hungry, she ate with me. When I prayed, she prayed with me. And when I hurt, she hurt for me. When those dots were connected from God to me, Mary's words were always the same to anyone who would listen, and especially comforting to me. Here's what she'd say. God brought you to this church just for me. You see God was drawing lines from one dot to another. He knew that with Mary's years of leading women's ministry, I'd need her knowledge. I'd need her friendship. With Mary's lovely heart for prayer, I'd need her to pray for me. With Mary's ability to support, I would need her encouragement. But God also knew something about Mary. He knew that Mary's page had numbered dots as well. He drew a straight line from her heart to mine, and she approached the bus, stepped onto it, and informed me that ten years prior she had lost her youngest daughter. Same age as me, looked similar to me, same creativity as me. God knew that Mary needed a replacement for a while to ease that pain. She rode the bus gleefully, eagerly, and with great exuberance, and one day, Although God never uses a big eraser, I looked back in the rearview mirror only to see her headed for the bus door. No, no. She would be leaving for a better world. She would be leaving for a clean, fresh canvas, one where dots led to the presence of God himself, and cancer claimed her for a brief earthly moment until God embraced her with his loving arms. She was my mentor, my prayer warrior, my dot connector, my baker, my cheerleader, and my dear friend. Sometimes friends from the Dot Collection go away when we don't think they will. We don't plan for them to arrive or for them to get off the bus. Like my friend James. James is our guitarist for our Best Life Ministries band. He got on the bus when our worship leader Dave Herring joined us. James is fun. He's always dressed in plaid and he's about 19, which means that whenever we arrive at our Best Life conferences, young girls are always swooning over him. Even grandmas think he's pretty cute. Last year, James was at our conference and announced it was his last one. He said, I'm afraid I'm going to have to get off the bus now. No, I cried, you can't. But I knew that it was James' time to head off for college. The team hugged him, and I cried as he drove away. He'd served with us and been on the bus for three years. Three months went by, and I received a call. It wasn't a hello, hi, it's me, James. Not a hey, it was just... Can I get back on the bus? Of course, I replied. James serves with our band made up of all J's, Jesse, James, Jimmy, and Joel. We couldn't find a replacement. We didn't want to. We didn't know anyone else who was a musician with a name that started with J. And you know the funny thing? James just called me today to check out when he was supposed to be in Neb City coming up in October, and I had to smile knowing I was just going to be in at the radio station talking about him. You see, God is the only true dot connector. He works through you and me as He introduces us to people and places and experiences, the kind that matter and make a difference. We know someone because something happened. Somehow we went somewhere, we met someone, we knew something, and there we were, connected by God's dots. And in turn, God expects us to help others connect the dots. Who do you know right now that needs to meet someone and connect for a job? or connect for a spouse, or connect for a church, or simply connect to God. Friends, let me encourage you today that God knows every intimate detail of who you are. After all, He created you. Do you know Him? Are you connected to Him today? Let me pray with you today. Dear Jesus, maybe there is someone listening today who doesn't know you as Savior. Maybe they have been so discouraged and depressed and they feel all alone, or maybe they thought this time they just didn't need help. They could handle it by themselves. They didn't need anybody to save them. They don't believe in you, but Jesus, you believe in them. And I pray today that they will commit this simple prayer to you and say, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, find a Bible, find a good local church, and start finding God. He's a dot connector. Ask him for help, and he will take the Sharpie pen of life and begin to shape yours for the better, no, for the best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.
3: best.